Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me on this very different podcast episode. I'm using my podcast as a platform to share this side of my story that I haven't openly shared with you guys, and (laughs) it's way too long and due to sensitivity to tone and the context of the story, it's best suited for a platform like this where I can can speak freely and not be limited to caption constraints. So if you have followed my story um, through any sort of social media platform, you've known me, you know of me, you probably were aware of a post that I made, um, not too, well, (laughs) not too recently, um, but recently I've been laying low on social media and I did mention that I had recently gone through a bit of clearing through some back-to-back Reiki sessions and what it brought to the surface for me to deal with was something that really I haven't actually totally processed because at the time I basically let a big, it was like a big iron lid come smashing down and close everything off so that I could move forward because I was I was done suffering and at that time I guess that was the most logical thing for my brain to do to protect myself just to turn it off and from there on out be unbothered but it's not to say that this has been eating at me every single day um I've definitely lived my life full on in love, loving life, grateful for life, pursuing everything that my heart desires, but it wasn't without a lot of reflection still about what had happened to the Mindy before. So when I asked for this clearing from Reiki, It really forced me to take a look at everything that had happened and how it unfolded and deal with it from a place of love and understanding and forgiveness, something that I hadn't done prior. So if you're unaware of my story and if you know my long-term relationship that I had with Chris before I was married to Sean, I was with Chris for six years. We were on and off for a portion of that relationship and we finally got married in Mexico in June. And two months later in August, 
he had passed in a very tragic motorcycle accident. I wasn't prepared. No one's prepared. No one's prepared for something like that where you're living in a entirely different place and you don't speak the language and you have to deal with all these things and by the amazing support of my friends and the community in Puerto Vallarta, I was able to be carried through a lot of it. (laughs) Um, And I am forever grateful to every single person that helped in some way um, to offer me some sort of support or help or just an ear. So before I start going any further into this, I just want to say this is coming from a place of healing and just releasing it now and being upfront because I know that there are women and men that may see similarities in their relationship that they have now or have in the past. And, you know, I want them to have some hope and I want them to trust themselves and I want them to love themselves and respect themselves. And that was a, it was a lesson that I had to learn. Um, not in the not in the way of through such a life altering event but real realistically through my own self awareness and digging deep and work on myself as well so a lot of people and I mean, you don't blame them through social media. I thought that I was living the best life in Mexico, the love of my life, and living the dream. And, you know, from, from the outside, um, yeah, that was definitely, definitely the case. Um, on the other side of it, I was becoming a shadow of myself and soon after Chris had passed I had discovered that since day one of our relationship right up until the day that he passed It was a problem of infidelity, lies, manipulation, and (laughs) now looking back, how much um, 
how much there actually wasn't really love, love on, you know, both sides. Um, to be void of love for yourself, to be able to do these things coming from a very unhealthy place and to be let down that the person that you thought you knew wasn't really who you thought and the confirmation that every single time that my intuition was correct but I was met with lies and gaslighting and made to think I was crazy <sighs> it's amazing how much damage a toxic relationship can do to your spirit to your confidence to your goals everything that I had found through Facebook and emails and texts and WhatsApp and Instagram was more than enough for the worst Jerry Springer slash catfish episode that you could ever let your wildest imagination run and fathom. It was horrible. It took whatever was left of my grieving broken heart and just destroyed everything else and here I am you're trying to grieve someone that you love you just got married and you're reading emails that were sent to women you're learning that you don't money was stolen and blown on very very big addictions and you're grieving and you're hating this person at the same time and now you're feeling guilty as fuck because they're gone and I mean it's over but you've got no you've got little closure zero closure it's not like you know when someone does something like this to you or you find out you've been being cheated on and you come across Pandora's box and it's been opened and you have no one to give you answers or to 
or to figure out why. And I was, I was mad and I was upset with myself and thing is and like you're in you want to you want to love someone and trust them and when they say that you know they tell you their reasons and you want to believe them and all the all the crazy reasons that people stay in relationships and you want to do good and you want to you believe in them or you feel that you can fix them or they can work on this together and you think like wow everyone's got their problems though this is just this is just normal, right? Like everyone's relationship is hard and there's messed up stuff and you just gotta, you know, there's, there's worse out there. You could be worse, you could be worse off, but to what extent, like what extent do you lose yourself in the process and Yeah, it's not like we didn't have our high moments, but, you know, the times that we were off and, you know, the times I should have probably stuck to my guns on that and it was hard. Like, I just remember all the times that I should have listened to my gut and I didn't. I'd gone to the ayahuasca healing ceremony and I was there to heal my grief and I was there to heal my guilt and it was it was hard I was even embarrassed to talk to the shaman full on and give like the full detail of what happened and when I had spoke to the first medium in Vallarta and she's like you know you tell him you tell him he owes you he owes you he needs to find you bring you a good man that you'll spend the rest of your life with and she had told me seven months in seven months the man that I'd spend the rest of my life with would come into my life and I was holding his urn for crying out loud still like I didn't I didn't leave anywhere with his urn I went to the I tried going to the gym his urn would come with me I went to the tried to go to the mall his urn would come with me and I'd walk in anywhere I'd go his urn would come with me I was carrying it in one of my red Lululemon bags and they give you when you buy stuff at the store the reusable bags and I was carrying his urn with me everywhere and it was like I couldn't even like fully just grieve and just be sad and 
lost and said I was sad and mad and guilty and it was a lot and because I kept going back on all those times that it was like that other side of me that still wanted to be soft and say well no and da 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 and it was like I was still trying to give him a second chance even after he had passed and this is coming you know this is coming from a place of love you know he's on the other side now where there's nothing but love and understanding and He had came to me on one of the nights, the ceremony nights, where ayahuasca, and you know, my my purge for that was well, that whole trip. You know, they say puking or shit yourself or you know, tears. Like mine was tears, tears and tears and tears, like. I felt like I was practically drowning in my own tears. My ears were was lying on the ground and the shaman was doing his own individual work over top of me. Everyone got an individual session of the group. Everyone would come up and my ears were just pooling with tears. I couldn't I couldn't stop crying and he'd come to me and he said that he was here and everything will be okay and he's here and that really helped with my grief especially because I wasn't brought up in a religious family at all my family didn't go to church my parents didn't my mom didn't want me going to church <laughs> um, the only people that had really passed before that was my grandparents and um, one friend in Winnipeg and it hadn't really it wasn't like it wasn't this of a of a deep relationship like this and so it it helped me it helped me with my grief but you know I still I still had that I still had that guilt and you know the shaman had told me that the guilt was a was made by humans you know it wasn't um how do you say like a natural emotion that we learn it and i remember in one of my ceremony drinking ceremonies that i was brought back to the exact moment of my life when i first experienced guilt and That was something. Um, I was a little baby in diapers. In we were in Sifton, Manitoba, even tinier town than Dauphin, Manitoba. Before we moved to Dauphin, I was like three or four, probably three, maybe two. I'm not sure. Whatever age kids are still wearing diapers, I don't know. 
<laughs> nothing about kids and diapers. So I was wearing diapers and I had pooped myself. <laughs> and I guess I had like diarrhea-ish or something. And so this was graphic guys. <laughs> I was a little kid. And maybe you can giggle with me here. And it was like the alphagetti soup. So there's letters. And I felt really guilty that I had made such a mess as this baby. And that was the first time I felt guilt. And so that was pretty cool to nail it down like that. But it still, it still wasn't, you know still wasn't completely gone for me. I still had a lot of processing to do on that, on my feelings. And so the next stage of my healing process, and I had different stages um, that had worked for me for my healing. And this was the next stage and part of like the final, the final stage. And a lot of people had told me to reach out to a medium in Winnipeg and her name was Lisa Scrivens. Her name is, she's still with us. Um, and of course she had to wait. And so, you know, I sent in and paid and stuff. And sure enough, there was a cancellation and I had booked it for an in-person in Winnipeg. So I flew back to Canada from Mexico to have it in person. And, you know, she was just phenomenal you know it wasn't a lot of time that he had passed so you know you have to usually wait a while um before you go but I guess it was just enough time um and you know she was absolutely phenomenal um described everything in the accident where he got hit and everything and you know other you know my grandparents wanted to show up and talk to you and my baba and her dog and so, you know, I had to, I had to ask, that was my, that was my closure. I was asking him if he was sorry for everything that he did. And the answer was no. And it was from that point where I was like, okay. <laughs> Mindy, you're done. You're done losing another tear getting mad or getting upset. He had to do what was part of his journey and his lessons and his life here on earth. And you've still got to keep going with yours. Boy, I was fucking pissed off. You know, it really, really wasn't, it really wasn't the answer I was looking for. <laughs> you know, and so there was a lot of 
it ended with with a lot of anger still and that's what was that's what's been boiling festering in the background for almost five years now and like the saying goes you should forgive others so that you can move on and have happiness and that's what I hadn't done yet look at I was forced to look at our relationship and it was just like I said what what had happened to the Mindy like that was like pre 2009 and stuff like take no shit put my foot down relationship wasn't wasn't jiving with the person you know, I, I ended it, you know, like I didn't stick around for anything, like put my foot down, uh, said no to flowers at the door, you know, when it wasn't going right to like what I wanted and what the hell happened, you know, and I think for so many people and you get into a relationship and you just want to trust them so bad. You just want to say, you know, hey, this is not going to be like, it's going to be, when you say it's going to be a fresh new start, like, you believe it's going to be a fresh new start or you believe that it's not going to happen again or you believe that whatever it was that they told you um, is true and, you know, you're overreacting and, you know, you're, you, you, start, to be, you start to believe it because it's, now, you're, now you are starting to sound crazy. So now maybe you are the, the paranoid one. Maybe you are the one. And I think for anyone out there, Don't discredit that feeling that you feel in your stomach when something isn't right, when you've got good reason. Um, to trust it. And and like I said, it's not that, you know, we still manage to have really good points great times in our relationship but there was you know looking back at there's there's a lot there's a lot that was wrong and you know it's and there were a lot of things that I had to learn to be better as well and you know it's 
now, <laughs> you know, the, the little things, the little things, the little things you don't even care about. Let me tell you, after you go through something like that, you know, it does help put a lot of things in perspective as far as how you are with another partner. And it was very, very, very important for me to not come into a new relationship. You know, and when I had had been in Mexico and, you know, I already said, you know, all the, you know, so far, you know, I've ended up like everything's been taken care of. You know, the universe always seems to have my back in some way or shape or form. Um, I'm just going to trust it and see what happens. Like, I'm just going to kind of hang out here, I guess, for you know, a few months longer. The end of my end of my time here, and and you know, I'll try to figure out another place to go back. Maybe I'll go back to Canada. Shit, I could work anywhere from the world. I don't care. Maybe I'll go fly and work from the Philippines. I don't know. <laughs> you know, the world the world was my oyster at that point because you know I did have work that was remote and it could work from anywhere as long as there was Wi-Fi. So, you know, Canada was familiar and home and I was looking at moving back to Calgary at the time. A um, few of my really good friends um, live there and I figured, well, it's not going to be as cold as Winnipeg. <laughs> um, it's got a you know, it's close to Edmonton where, you know, I've got family and it's not as far as a drive as Vancouver for my parents. So I was going to end up in, in, in Calgary. And come March, seven months later, that's when Sean bought his ticket and came up to Mazatlan, Mexico. And it was really really important and this is so important for any relationship that when no matter what your previous relationship was that doesn't define the next person or how it's going to be with the next person and everything that you that there was an issue or a problem the other one because I mean if this if this was the case and I was going to be you know dragging all of my bs from my last relationship and that would mean that I'd be constantly accusing Sean of cheating. I'd be, you know, not trusting him. I'd be starting arguments, you know, being paranoid, um, you know, just being on edge because of what I went through with Chris. And um, very very important to not drag any of your old luggage into the new pad whatsoever and that's been you know that's been huge for that I don't think if I would have been any different um, you know I, I could have being any different would put any relationship up in smoke and it would just perpetuate and it would just be a vicious cycle all over again because you really need to do 
the self work and understand that that's that's one situation that doesn't that same you can't paint the whole picture with the same brush And a lot of things made sense <sighs> afterwards, too, when um, it was revealed that, you know, Chris did, in fact, have a girlfriend that he met in Mexico. And he had mentioned her. looking back and connecting the dots afterwards, he always had a way of mentioning the people that he was cheating on me with. Um, giving them kind of different titles in his life or um, you know, would position him in such a way that it would create a story. Um, I guess that was meant to make good if a name ever popped up in a text message or anything like that. Who knows? And she messaged me. Uh, it was already in the last stages there. It was probably in that cusp of February, January, February, February, March, around there. And I feel like, I feel like it was around that time. And yeah, and then, gosh, I like. I wonder if, like, even if I would have made a different decision and had not come down to Mexico, and you know, you would have been with this girl and had a completely different life, and you know, butterfly effect. Um, you know, would things have changed? Would they have been different? You know, there's so many different paths that it could have taken. But, you know, I thought I was doing the right thing when I moved down to Mexico. I thought that that was our path. I thought that was our life together. So, you know, I don't take that back. Um, I don't take any of it back. Um, you know, the, the relationship... Um, like every relationship for every person that you meet that comes into your life serves they're there for a season or you know it's they're there with you all the way they're there to teach you something they're there to support you um, but Yeah. After after that and after everything, um, Sean coming into my life was was definitely meant to be. Um, our first night. Uh, 
we were on the beach and we were walking and picking up seashells and kind of standing in each other's arms and I turned around and I looked back and it was that sunset and exactly the way the clouds were in the sky a good piece above the water um, the way the clouds were and the way the light was shining through was a very very evident not try to make something out of nothing because you want to see it but a very very evident neon pink heart in the sky and that kind of that kind of told me that the medium was right seven months March and while the rest is history and Sean is the type of husband that the one that you write down your list of qualities and characteristics and think of the man that your ideal man and you fold up that note and you hide it and forget about it and that's him and it takes a very strong man to be with a woman that's gone through something like that um When you finally do find true love, it really does have a way of making everything just feel bright in your soul. And, you know, I was gonna be okay already if I didn't have anyone in my life <laughs> and and I think that's totally fine if you know if we don't find that that one person and it's all about becoming ridiculously happy and content and in love with yourself and very self-aware and very aware of what you will and will not tolerate in a relationship if you do decide to get into one and that's probably the, the biggest thing to remember is that you can't be afraid to be alone Well, guys, gals, wherever you are listening from, 
Um, thank you for lending me your ear for the past um, um, 40 minutes or so. It feels good to finally speak about this and be open about it and it's taken me a good a good month it's been um probably oh since like may now that uh, i've been working on this and dealing with this and processing everything and finding my voice to to speak about it openly like this as um I've always been an open book with you all and um, I felt that this was something that needed to be shared as well, especially because of the fact that I do know <laughs> a lot of people just won't listen to their gut, will stay in toxic relationships and not a way to live and it's not a way to love thank you so much much love and respect